0: Hello there, nerds, and welcome to GoToThere, the weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, linking the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurks that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amon. And welcome to Season 2, Episode 2, or Episode 23, Jack Gets in the Game. David, give us a quick summary slash synopsis, if you would.
1: General is being forced to lose the weight but then she decides she may not want to
0: in a fun abortion allegory yes
1: meanwhile Devin Banks is back in town and he wants to be the head of NBC Universal so he works his way to take Jack out of the picture Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it's uh, the the more I think about this is kind of one of those episodes that's full of callbacks and the, it's yeah, sort of like a lot a meta, of references to last yeah, season things a lot that of like, came up last season. Yeah, it's it's a fun episode though. It's really sharp. And again it's one of those episodes it ends and I forget how it ends. Like I know they end the the, the whole scene of them playing at uh, I guess Don guys's palatial home or wherever it is. And then it just sort of ends when they get there and it's just like, oh, I thought there was more to this episode. But it's not. But it's still like it's really sharp and it's just one of those really tightly written episodes that uh, there's kind of not a dull moment in it. I don't know if there's anything you can cut out of here because everything's working to something. Jack's storyline is working. It's going to be a season throughout, um, or throughout the season, yeah. rather, is how you would say that. Liz's and Jenna's story is something that will run for the next uh, season, I think. Uh, just Liz being very controlling and Jenna just like sort of let me do what I want to do. And then you have the Kenneth, Tracy and Angie's story, sort of continuing from the last episode of just this whole marital strife nonsense. It's sort of wrapped up here, but we, we get a little bit more of that as the season goes on. But yeah, it's there's not really a dull moment in this episode. It's really it's really fun. Any other uh, thoughts?
1: Let's jump in. Let's
0: jump in. Alright, we get a good cold open uh, that sort of sets up Jack's story of this, as well as some fun uh, Liz banter regarding a steak. <laughs>
2: Did you see me?
3: Yes, I did. This is a $54 steak.
2: Oh, congratulations. It looks really good. Yes,
3: it does. And, of course, I can't eat it because of my recent, uh, Heart attack. Secret heart attack. No strenuous activity, no red meat, no booze. But I thought perhaps you might enjoy it.
2: Oh, okay, thanks. This will make a great sandwich tomorrow.
3: No, no, I would like you to eat it here. Right now.
2: You want to watch me? Eat this steak in front of you.
3: That's what I want. Okay. This is a time of new beginnings for me, Lemon. And of course that means new opportunities. Have you read the interview with Don Geist in this month's issue of Yachting Illustrated?
2: Uh, no, I subscribe to Giant Boats.
1: Was that Yachty Illustrated? Did I hear that right? Yachting. Oh yachting, like like, the act of yacht. No, I got that. I thought it was yachty, like 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 little yachty. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was thinking more like uh, like sound like a kids magazine. Like like the kids version would be yachty illustrated as opposed to. Oh no,
0: Jack wouldn't come on. Give Jack some more credit than that. The ocean says, "Guys,
3: like business, where the pillowy abyss of a lover's bosom
2: seems
0: infinite,
3: but all things must end."
2: Pillowy abyss?
3: Ignore that part. All things must end. Geis is sending signals about retirement, about succession.
2: Are you talking about sex in a sailing magazine? That's
3: exactly how Margaret Thatcher did it. Geis' job is the most coveted position in the free world.
2: Well, you're in the running for it, right?
3: I would like to think so. But I've got to do something to raise my profile, to distinguish me in some way, and I have to do it soon.
2: You ate that whole thing? A dog took it. It came out of nowhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he spent so much time pontificating, he didn't even get to watch her eat it, really. He didn't
0: watch it. Do you think he got off on it? Like, not got off on it, but like, that was just sort of like a thrill was, I can't enjoy this, I want someone else to enjoy this, but I want to see
1: someone. Because he can't eat it, I think he wants to live vicariously, because of something that happens right at the end, I don't think it's that.
0: It's not sexual. Because that would be just, really creepy, so yeah. I think it's
1: just he wants to live vicariously, who Okay. Through people who can eat, like, quote-unquote, bad, unhealthy things. That Stuff he that he used to can, yeah. eat. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. fair.
0: Yeah, that's that's a much nicer read than what I potentially thought. But anyway, we come back from uh, the opening and we get Jenna's side story, which is a lot of fun, and it really didn't click to me until I was watching this and then just the current political climate of that this is a very, very on-the-nose abortion allegory. There's no other way to read this other than that. That's all that this is.
1: Oh, well, you could also read it about how society well, treats women in their body yes, shapes.
0: but then it, the whole end of it, of she saying, I'm keeping it, and blah, blah, blah. Like it's, well, yes. That
1: whole scene with Dr. Spichemin is a very much like... Well, yes. I th- Actually, I think it totally works on two levels. It works on yeah, that yeah, level, yeah, but it also works, which we'll get into, in, in terms of when actresses are allowed to deviate from the normal Hollywood beauty standard I guess
2: yeah hey Jenna what's up pretty good are you
4: okay I'm fine Jenna I'm just a little lightheaded I'm on a crash diet to get back to my old weight by Friday well what diet is gonna do that it's the Japanese porn star diet I only eat paper but I can eat all the paper I want so hey there
2: hi Jenna This isn't healthy. Maybe you're just fighting your natural shape. When did your mom gain all that weight? Oh, God. My point is, don't let people make you crazy about this. You are just as beautiful and talented as you ever were.
3: No, 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 no. You are fat. Now, go and see Dr. Spichemin right now and get this taken care of
2: men can be heavy and be respected like james gandolfini or fat albert you know it's a double standard and america needs to get over its body image madness
3: oh come on what are we back in college freshman year let's just go to the common room and talk about apartheid
2: yeah well okay i'm sorry if i care about making the world a better place
3: we should be it's a complete waste of time and it prevents you from dealing with this
2: excuse me what about this do i have to deal with
3: how's your love life
2: I believe that love comes to you when you're not looking for it.
3: Did you return that wedding dress that you bought?
2: I'm going to sell it online, but my internet is being weird.
3: How about the furniture for your home office? Have you even set that up yet?
2: I'm not making excuses, Jack, but this is taken care of. Oh, nerds. I missed a dentist appointment this morning.
0: Um, But I do like that the furniture that she ordered is clearly a pun on Ikea as well as just like her phrase of blurg. It's just it's it's fun, but it's also like seeing like just like seeing Liz's life, how she wants to not control, but she just wants to help people. And and there's a breakdown near the end of Liz and Jenna, but it's like yeah, how can she give advice if you know she's not exactly taking care of herself? But she wants to take care of others.
1: Everyone loves to give advice, whether they're in a position to actually That's give good true. advice or That's not. That's true.
0: Everyone likes to give their opinion, even if they don't necessarily have the strongest footing to do so. But Devin Banks is back on the scene.
5: Banks,
3: what are you doing in town? you drawn to the phallic nature of our skyline? (laughs) Very funny, Jack. How gay is this? I'm here visiting my fiance. What? Kathy? This is Jack Donaghy. Banks, have you lost your mind? Oh, did I forget to mention that Kathy is Kathy Geiss? As in Don Geiss's daughter? Do you believe that Don thought she'd never get married? <laughs> you can't. You're gay. No, not anymore, friend. You familiar with the Church of Practicology? You mean the cult that was invented by Stan Lee? No. I mean the religion founded by the Alien King living inside Stanley. See, it's my faith in practicology that has helped me uncover my true, straight self. It's definitely working. I could totally feel the gay draining right out of me. <laughs> By the eye of Zolnack,
1: right, guys? <laughs> do you think it's a coincidence that practicology sounds very close to proctology? Oh. Or do you think that's intentional? I don't know. Because I don't know. I, it could be like a joke that's like, it vaguely sounds like it's just like he's going to the, to the practicology to cure his gayness, and like, obviously, if it, if it, I mean, it could be, but it's also like maybe it's just a coincidence.
0: I'm gonna go with coincidence. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, you could read it that way um but obviously it's it's clearly making fun of scientology which yes 30 rock has no problem doing that they will do that multiple times in their run um r.i.p stan lee uh this was 2007 so iron man was just around the corner next in the next year so the marvel universe hadn't even started at this point well it kind of was in the early stages but uh Yeah, he would go on to last another 12 years before he passes away. Uh, There's this, in the Church of Practicology scene they cut to, this is again just me being super silly about noticing these things. One of the people that's in the room will come back in a season 3 or season 4 episode as being like a super or someone that works in Liz's uh, apartment complex that... I'll point him out when we get there, but I'm pretty sure it's the exact same guy. That guy doesn't look like anyone else I've ever seen before. He's a very distinctive look. But, yeah, it's always fun to make fun of uh, the Church of Scientology. And we've mentioned on here, we've seen a couple of them. We saw one in in Japan. We saw one randomly
1: in Tokyo. Yeah,
0: that was even more surprising to me than Minneapolis, just because Japan is not exactly... No, they're not opposed to Western religion, but... They're pretty much like Shinto Buddhist. They're not really high on like Christianity or anything. So to see a sci- like a gigantic Scientology building was very, yes, surprised. Something
1: um, we do on vacation now is randomly stumble across <laughs> giant Scientology centers in places that we weren't expecting. We're not
0: ex- yeah, they're, maybe they're more prominent than we think, but I don't think there's got to be one in North Carolina. I just it's uh, not here. It's got to be probably Raleigh or Charlotte. I don't think so. There's got to be. There's I don't comedy. think so.
1: Doesn't, doesn't like L. Ron Hubbard have like a connection to Minnesota and that's why there's one in St. Paul? And then Tokyo is just a major city. So, I mean, it makes sense there. Maybe. Like, I mean, other than that, like, obviously, like, we know there's ones in DC, yeah. LA, yeah. New York. So, I mean, those are all major cities. Tokyo, uh, obviously, is on the level of major cities. So it just makes sense. But still, even though it makes sense to have it in a major city. I did not expect to stumble across it randomly our first night walking around Shinjuku. No, not
0: at all. Like, I mean, it was one thing to find a KFC at a McDonald's. Well. No. <laughs> <laughs> but not a gigantic building of Scientology. Again, you can believe whatever you like, but that doesn't make it any less silly than any other religion out there. So, if you like Church of Scientology, kudos. Mm. Well, as long as you're not gross and mean about it. And you're not blackmailing people. <laughs>
1: who try to leave and take all their money and and then who knows Blacklist what? them or god knows allegedly
0: quotes. Yeah. air quotes um, but then we get the final story of the episode we get Tracy and uh, Kenneth and Angie's uh, story uh, they're still broken up from the last episode we're well, not broken up but arguing i guess just because he won't admit it was his faults
5: Yo, Ken, uh, Angie and Grizz is coming by to drop some of my stuff off. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I want her to know that I'm having a good time on my own, so you should go get her some party hats, the pointy kind. Mr. Jordan, can't you just apologize to her? No, because things have been said that cannot be taken back. She called my vanity license plate inscrutable. (laughs) I see you, A1. Am I? Hilarious! Angie is in the past, like Dracula and broadcast television. I think you're letting your pride get in the way, Mr. Jordan. I mean, if you saw Angie with another man... Whoa well, who? That guy Mike that redid our driveways? Nah. Whatever. She should find someone new. Doesn't bother me. Dot com. I have an idea. Well, I don't know, but it's worth a shot. Are you even listening to me?
0: Ha ha! Ha Ah, that's fun. I like the storyline that we get of this. Oh, God, I want to cut this scene too, but uh, we got to just for sake of time. But damn it, it's, the Chemin jokes are always so great. Um,
1: well, we have to at least say, though, that yeah. Jenna meets with Dr. Spichemin to discuss her options of how to handle the weight.
0: Yeah, and uh, she first is offered meth, which is a very quick way to lose the weight. But there's, you know, the small teeth retention that
1: she kind of feels is important, so
0: that's out the window. And also
1: being addicted to meth.
0: And uh, that's also part of it, of course. Um, but then she just wants she wants some wacky, crazy uh, solutions. So he's got some ideas for her. Um, we cut back and uh, Kenneth lets
2: slip about Jack's heart attack to Devin.
0: Devin's a genius.
2: A genius? Isn't he just living a lie to get ahead at work?
3: Well, we all have our secrets. Devin's pretending to be straight. I'm trying to keep my heart episode under wraps and Alan Garkle illegal. I don't think he really needs that wheelchair.
2: No.
5: I didn't see you there.
3: I've been following you for the better part of an hour, Kenneth. Does Mr. Donaghy know you're here? I don't need Jack's permission, Kenneth. I'm going to be running this place soon. And there are going to be some changes to the Pages uniform, certainly.
5: Mr. Banks, Mr. Donaghy eats guys like you as part of a healthy breakfast. And I'm sure you think he's weak right now, but he's only gotten stronger since his heart attack. Heart attack? Really? Right, Mr. D? High five!
0: Not now? Okay. Uh, I want to go back real quick. They mentioned Alan Garkle, who was uh, in the Cleveland episode of the first season. He was the one that beat out uh, Floyd for the paralegal?
1: No, no, uh Just, like, legal executive Yeah, he, he
0: beat out Floyd for that uh, position. And I like the read on it because... If he didn't have that going for him maybe Floyd would stay and Liz's relationship would still be happening or you because know, that was one of the things that pushed Floyd out to want to get away from New York was just being screwed over again so that's it's it's fun it's fun to think like the alternative what, universe, could, have what could have happened what could have been had Alan Garkle not faked his way well, well allegedly I'm going to use that word a lot I guess um but can, God, there's so I just God, there's so much to play in this episode. But continuing Jenna's story of the crazy surgery options as well as getting pitches for new characters. Yes. On the the, the, the writer
1: coming up with new ideas to fit her. The writer,
0: the writer Frank, writer. so far is yes. the only one that's pitched anything.
4: <laughs> what is this liposuction plus bone shaving and organ reduction? Oh. Liz, you don't understand. People look at me differently now. Jack, the writers, the manager at Forever 21. That is their problem, not yours. Is this clinic
2: on a boat? Hey, I've got a character for Jenna called Me Want Food. She's in a supermarket and she keeps going, Me want food. What? No, we're not treating Jenna any differently. She's gonna play all the characters that she usually plays, like Hillary Clinton. That's awesome, fat Hillary. She can be like, me want food. No one is saying me want food, Frank. We are gonna showcase Jenna's talents. Can I sing a song on the show? Yes, that's a great idea. Can I sing and roller dance? Yes. Yeah, because we are going to dare America to change their own attitudes about body image. Why do you have to make everything into an issue? Don't you have things to do in your own life? At least I don't live with my mom. And hey, my mom's cool. I got my life together, okay? Holy crap, did your tooth just fall out? Oh, that's not great, huh?
0: <laughs> so, 20 years prior to this, there was a Broadway debut of Miss Jane Krakowski do you know what show she she debuted in
1: 20 years before this so yeah. late and 80s and she
0: hints at it when she said may i roller skate
1: uh oh my god what's a broadway show with roller skating in it
0: andrew uh, lloyd rubber did it oh my
1: god uh, uh is there roller skating in cats was it cats no <laughs> it
0: was starlight express
1: oh so of course right she,
0: i didn't know that was actually a broadway show but uh, yeah, so there's some fun, uh, some historical reference there, I guess, uh, if you look into it. Um, I've never seen Starlight Express. All I know is Olivia Newton John, I think, was involved in it. I don't know. Um, but the only other real reference I know is there is a bit in uh, Family Guy where Peter is just roller skating around singing Starlight Express. Not a song from Starlight Express, he's just repeatedly singing Starlight Express until he gets angry and walks off stage. I don't know. I don't know anything about this. Um, it exists and I don't assume it's on Broadway anymore.
1: Well, Googling Olivia Newton-John Starlight Express talks randomly about Xanadu and Oh, that's what I'm thinking. I of. see but I also see the line this this I think Xanadu must have been made into a play because there seems to be a comparison to Weber's roller-skating monstrosity, Starlight Express. Oh,
0: wow. Monstrosity. That's never good to describe anything. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking of Xanadu with Olivia Newton-John, because I don't see anyone uh, particular standing out of... Uh... Yeah, this sounds like... This sounds like one of those times in Broadway where no one was saying no to anyone, and if you just had clout, they would just say yes to anything. Well, especially if
1: you're Andrew Lloyd Webber coming off Phantom of the Alpha, or Cats? Uh I don't. I, I'm not sure exactly what order his plays. Basically, in, but...
0: everyone in this show is playing a train engine. That's what Ooh. their role is.
1: So it's like the transportation version of Cats, then.
0: Sure, Rum tongue Tugger is the Rum Tum Caboose. That's a terrible. Joke. That was awful. That was
1: just bad. Oh, embarrassing!
0: I feel bad for what I just said. You That's should. enough. I should. You're right
1: so Cats was 81 Starlight Express was 84 Phantom of the Opera was 86 so Cats was before Mm -hmm. Evita too so Evita Jesus Christ Superstar okay so his first big thing is Joseph and the Amazing Attack of Color Dreamcoat in 68 then Jesus Christ Superstar was 70 Evita was 76 Cats was 81 Hmm. and then yeah, Phantom of the Opera was 86 I mean that's really his last
0: well, I think School of Rock.
1: I mean, he's done plenty of stuff since then, but yeah. that's still the last yeah. super famous classic
0: yeah. type, I would say.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's got. He's got his. Uh, he's got his work. Oh, <gasps>
1: Starlight Express was literally inspired by Thomas the Tank Engine. So.
0: What else is it gonna be? Normal trains? No, thank you. Anyway. Anyway, uh, we cut back to Tracy, and they're da- dividing up. Uh, well, Angie has brought him some of the stuff from his house that he really wanted. <laughs> We get a little bit more of the story, but we also get one of my favorite cutaways of this season
5: Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Oh, check this out. My key to the city of Gary, Indiana. Mm, look at this, and my gold record from that novelty party song Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Spooky, scary. Points become men.
0: That song is entirely on the Thirty Rock soundtrack. So if oh, you actually do really? want to listen to it, it exists. There's a full full song, like three minute song. And it's one of those it it was pre Lonely Island style of being very meta referential and, and talking about itself like so Donald Glover, who is is writing on the show at this time, wrote the Be- Werewolf Bar Mitzvah and he's in the song. He's not in the clip that we played, but after the first chorus uh don glover as the producer comes in and is like oh oh there's more oh god and so they go to the next they go to the next line and, and even like in the song tracy's character is like <laughs> is like yeah i'm kind of running out of ideas i don't know what else to sing like i've i used up all my jewish stick in the first verse i don't know what else i'm supposed to do and so then like he goes to the next chorus and don glover comes back in and he's like Are that's it right like we're done and he's like no i've got more and then he just like starts randomly spouting off things to just get through the next verse. It's a, it's a cute little charming song. It's fun, but it's always nice to see Donald Glover doing anything. Um, he's still on here. I think this is his last year with 30 Rock. He's on his way out because he'll soon start doing community and, and a lot of other stuff. And when is Atlanta coming back? That's coming back this year, or is it skipping this year and next um,
1: year? It might not be back until next year, I think they <laughs> announced. Well, I mean, he's super busy, obviously. I know, so. but still,
0: it's one of the best shows on TV right now.
1: It needs to be back. <laughs> I mean, we had to wait three years for Fleabag, so what's only one extra year yeah, for Atlanta? Atlanta's good. Yes, and Fleabag is even better. Disagreement. You haven't seen it, so you have no opinion. How many more people are talking about Atlanta over Fleabag? Right now? Not even close. Right now, Fleabag has 10 to 1 more, more conversations than yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, that's because it's on th- <laughs> uh,
0: argument.
5: Hello, Angie. I hear you're single now. That's cool. What? I like your top. I'm a real good sex person. I do it all the different ways. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I don't have a husband anymore, so you can come over any time. Oh, I will. I'll come over at night.
0: Speaking of Starlight Express, we get a really rough... (laughs) Not even a much, but so Jenna gets her clearance so she can sing and rollerblade, roller dance. I didn't know that roller... Did you know that rollerblades is a brand? It's not a description of a skate. It's actually a brand. I feel like it did...
1: It's like band-aid and q tip We
0: just assume we
1: call these by the... It's become the regular term. yeah. Yeah,
0: what's the word for that? Anyway. Yeah, so she comes out roller skating and the audience immediately takes notice, but she saves it by saying, me want food. And... Invent a catchphrase.
2: She got big. Blue, her center of gravity is a little different.
0: mean that whole skit is ruined now because you've got nothing else to work off because the that skit is based off her singing a song and dancing there's no script written for her to play off me want food so either that skit ends immediately right there or they just ablobe into the other four minutes of that sketch is going to be but
1: it's just well, the audience just laughed for four minutes because it was such a wonderful joke. So that carried carried, yeah, carried off the a, rest of the scene. That would never yeah. happen. No, of course ever. not. But it doesn't matter because...
0: Again, being super pedantic <laughs> it's a satire. ruins the fun.
1: Um, but, but anyway, so Jenna suddenly becomes a huge comedic hit with her Me Want Food bit, which is a, a good bit of commentary because the show is saying like, Actually yet yeah, like sometimes when women are when uh, famous women don't meet the size norm they can still be successful but it's still when it's generally it's still at the expense of making fun of their body and how they look like yeah. so she's still becoming successful because of that even though she even though her look has changed to the quote unquote not skinny ideal but it's still because she's still the the the, the butt of the joke is still not being that so yeah.
0: And um, I think we mentioned her last week uh, or in a previous episode, but um, Melissa McCarthy, like she, she's a bigger lady. She's a little bit heavy. She's, I think she's fluctuated her weight over the last, I'd say last 10 years or so. Um, But even when she's like on SNL and she's funny, she's a funny actress. She, she has very good comedic timing. And when she's not playing Sean Spicer, which is terrible. Um, But when she is on SNL, she'll often be doing these skits where she is sort of playing the the heavy lady just sort of what, like Chris Farley did back in his days on SNL of just like oh I'm the big laughable goof and I'm just going to eat a whole bunch of food and then that's funny because I'm messy and I'm just scarfing stuff into my face and it's like I mean I guess it's there is comedy there but it's just like yeah. what's the joke the joke is that oh they're they're heavy so they're just eating a lot of food that's funny it's like I don't See why that's funny. Yeah, well,
1: and now she's gotten to a point in her career where she's able to do work outside of that. But it's it's how long it it's like it it took so long though of using that to get to a level of fame. Because like for example, can you ever forgive me, which she was in last year and was excellent in. Like that, I mean, she was just playing the character. Like the, the character was that. Like that was never the butt of any joke or anything like that. Right. So it's, like, she's gotten to a point where she doesn't have to rely on making fun of her body to, like, be funny or, you know, have humor, be famous, whatever, like, Janet is here. But, like, it also took, like, I mean, even Bridesmaids, which was her big mainstream breakout, like, a lot of that was body humor. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Which I need to rewatch Bridesmaids. It's been it's been Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long long time, time, but... but... um, I think I think it probably holds up. I think it's one of those, like... And I'm surprised, honestly, like, it didn't go the hangover route and get, like, an immediate sequel. Um, it still hasn't got a sequel. I don't think it will at this no. point. But, um, I mean, they could have easily just cashed it on that. Cast more funny women to, to eat like, maybe set up in the second one. It's now Kirsten Wig's character is getting married, so there's more whatever. But, uh, oh, man... I, I do remember enjoying that movie, and it had so many funny women in it and just so many funny bits. Oh, I need to rewatch that. I might do that this weekend. That'll be my Sunday movie. God, I
1: got too much garbage to watch. Anyway. Don't we, watch the garbage then. Only watch the good I, stuff. But I don't
0: know if it's garbage if I don't watch it. I have to I get opinions well, on it. don't call it. it
1: garbage if you don't know how I just
0: think garbage in terms of like, there's just so much.
1: I've got to watch all this garbage. You know, Ugh, like I the have good good to. Place <laughs> And
0: everything else. Just TV needs to
1: stop for like
0: two years. I
1: disagree. I disagree there's too much content. I actually think there's too much good enough content.
0: How is that any different? Because
1: it's a lot of stuff that is fine if you watch it, but it's not like great. We're in an age where there's not a lot of great stuff, but like, there's yeah, a lot of good stuff.
0: There's just too much. And the, the determining right. good or bad, you have to watch it to say if it's good or bad or not, because like your opinion
1: is going to be right. But I, I, there's, there's way more stuff that's good enough, but totally skippable.
0: But good enough is again relative. It doesn't mean what you consider. Well, good yes, everything. Bad. Yes, everything
1: is subjective, but that's <sighs> irrelevant. The point is, there's plenty of good enough where it's like if you missed it, you're not really missing anything. But if you watch, was it, like it's enough to be like, okay, that was worth my time to watch. But it's like if you skip it, you're not yeah. missing anything groundbreaking. No, that's
0: what I'm. That's what I'm trying to get into is like I'm. I'm. I'm getting better at dropping shows. Like I'm. I'm the the rule that I use with anime is I give it what I call three and C. If by after three episodes, you're just not feeling it, you drop it, you move on to the next thing. And I'm trying to do the same for TV, like American TV, but just the sensibilities are a little bit differently, especially for like something like, as we've seen with 30 Rock, like something with a comedy, sometimes it takes more than three episodes. Sometimes it takes a full season to fully get it. So you want to watch the full first season to see like, well, but then if you're still not feeling it after like five episodes, it's okay to just drop it and move on.
1: Yeah. I find a lot of the time the stuff that's oh it gets good after its first season is actually generally really not that bad in its first season and there's enough season. like Parks and Rec is maybe an exception but that was a really short first season in yeah. general like you talk about stuff like BoJack and Thirty Rock okay. like the first seasons yes like they they peak much higher in quality later but it's like the first season isn't really that bad it's no, just no, 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 it, it's still pretty good on its own terms it's just. For whatever reason, the narrative has become, oh, it gets better after whatever. But I, I find in a lot of those cases, it's good enough and it's in the beginning. Well, yeah, obviously it it's good enough that we
0: finished the first season yeah. and we're excited for season two. But you when you, I guess when you look at like stuff that came out of it, all the references, there's very few references that come out of the first season of a lot of shows. It usually starts with second seasons and on is where it really sort of found its footing and it found its timing. I think we talked about this in the first season of this show. Um, there is something, I mean, if, if we're going to look at, like you mentioned Parks and Rec, and let's look at The Office. Those are very two very same type of shows, very short seasons of their first season. Both seasons were only six episodes, and I when I go back to watch The Office, I always skip season one, because it's, I don't know, it just feels very off from what the show becomes in season two. And same for Parks and Rec, and I've went back and rewatched the first season of Parks and Rec, and I do think it's it's better than my memory of it was. But I still think you can skip it as there's really not too much content there that needs to be known for Seasons 2 through 7. Because even in Season 3, when they start Season 3, they just give a quick recap of everything that's happened up to that point. So you don't really need to launch Season 2. But you're missing out on some character development. You're yeah. missing out on some character growth, so it's important. But... Yeah, it's just, again, going back to the whole thing that started all of this is there is just, there's good, bad, whatever. There's literally just so much stuff being produced. And depending on what circles you run in, what someone is saying, like, oh, this needs to be, like, I talked about, you talk about fleabag, I talk about Chernobyl. If Chernobyl's not your thing, I'm saying it's good. That doesn't mean anything to you because you don't care about historical whatever's, it's, it's just not going to be interesting to you. But critically, you would say it's good, it's great, it's whatever. But it still doesn't mean anything. So you still want to check out stuff on your own to,
1: just to see what appeals to you or whatever. Yes, but I have no problems abandoning things. And this yeah. comes from, I mean... that's what be, I mean, be, 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 Being a big reader, I mean, it's funny people talk about TV. I mean, there are so many books and there have always been so many books. Like, right. I, it's I, I've been for years. I drop books easily and not super discriminately because... Like, yes, maybe I'll abandon a book after a couple chapters that I would have enjoyed in the end, but I've read, you know, enough now to have a good idea of what's going to work and what's not. So it's kind of the same for TV. Like, that's why I don't feel there's too much because I feel very comfortable dropping something after, uh, you know, after however many episodes if it's just not working for me. And maybe, maybe in the end I will have missed something, but still... I, I end up moving on to stuff that I do like so right. you know I'm, I'm, I'm still filling plenty of whatever with yeah. stuff that works fine for me so that's why I that, that I, I just I mean yes there's a, obviously there's a lot of content out there but it's like I don't I don't know I just have never feel overwhelmed because it's like okay I'll get around to it eventually and if I don't I, yeah. I don't like and that's the thing like if I felt like I were missing so many things that were amazing but it's like I've you know I, I, I keep up you know, pretty well with whatever's coming out and what's getting a lot of buzz, and it's like, well, a lot of stuff is just good enough, but right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I don't feel like I'm overwhelmed with all this great stuff that I just can't keep up with. It's it's more like a good enough stuff that maybe I'll get to yeah. or just, you know, whatever. I don't
2: know.
0: Yeah, yeah, No, I'm, I'm. and again, I'm getting better at dropping stuff. I'm getting better at yeah. being a little bit more choosy about what to watch and when to watch. So, I mean, like, my Netflix queue and my Hulu queue are just kind of filled with stuff from across the years, and at some point, I'll get around to them, but there, it, it like uh, it, it really just depends on like, does this sound appealing right now? Yeah. And sometimes it's really just like, I mean, I've waited to watch The Good Place three seasons, which they just announced it's ending in its fourth season. So, and that's to me, it's like, oh my god, that's a relief. So when I finally get around to watching the show, I know there's an end point, and I know that this is not a canceled show, this is a show they've decided they're ending on their own terms, which means they're going to be ending it in a seemingly satisfactory way. The Game of Thrones said the same thing, and some people argue that that show didn't end very well. I'm more just like, eh, it was a well, show, it was fine. But a show that gets to end on its own terms versus a show that gets canceled and has to quickly scrap something together, there is something there. And so uh, I, I'm happy The Good Place is ending in a weird, morbid way. Uh, but all of those people are going to go on and do great things. Yes. Um,
1: so I'm happy it's ending because I followed it as it's been airing and it's come to a creative point where it really only needs one season because the third season already got into some wheel spinning and so it's the thing where i think if they have a season where they know where they're going and they can close it out it will be a pretty satisfactory end
0: point yeah that's good Yeah. yeah Anyway. <laughs> so back to uh, back to the
1: restaurants, uh, where we
0: learn uh, Don Geis invites Jack up to his, again, palatial estate, mansion, whatever. But Devin has some tricks in store to get basically his heart to exploit.
3: Did you uh, happen to tell Guys about my little episode? Well, Jack, never rats you out. I don't wanna let you off that easy. Here, you take some of my steak. I could never eat this much meat. That's not what I hear. (laughs) Jack, we're having a little get-together up at the house on Saturday. You should come. That would be my pleasure, sir. Yeah, you should come. It's gonna be a whole day of team sports and beer. Get the old heart rate up. Maybe pound a cheeseburger in the sun, throw some butter on it. You're gonna love it. I'm going to make your heart explode.
0: (laughs) So, um, yeah, Devin's still diabolical, and uh, Tracy completely misreads uh, Kenneth's ideas of what uh, he needs to do with his wife. So, uh, Tracy sends Kenneth over to his house to have sex with Angie because they think that will level the playing field. But if we look back, or no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry uh spoilers for later seasons uh tracy admits that he has never once been um unfaithful to his wife so him doing this is just well again actually you know what scrap everything that i just said no i am sorting them out i just sort them out as a good that's how my brain works okay um so him saying i've got to make it even doesn't really make any sense in this but for the sake of the jokes in this story it makes sense so we're just gonna let him explain
5: it you're up early mr jordan I only got 11 or 12 hours sleep last night. I got something on my mind grapes I need to talk to you about. Oh, what is it, sir? I saw you hitting on Angie the other day. Seeing you with her opened my eyes. Good for you, sir. Yeah. All those years fooling around wasn't fair to her. So you got to make it fair. I want you to go to my house and make love to my wife, Ken. Jiminy Christmas? My home address is in the GPS under Duck Crib because we live on Duck Crib Avenue. Now you go to Angie. And you make sure you pleasure her!
0: As well as we continue the story of Jenna, and who has now become a star thanks to Me Want Food.
4: Well, they did laugh. At
2: you, Jenna. At. Right. The bad kind. You just can't be a real woman in this country. God. It's like those Dove commercials never even happened. Hey! Oh, Me want food! <laughs> this woman was a mousketeer, ma'am. Let it go, Liz.
5: We want food! <gasps> oh my god! My own t-shirt! Hey! I am wanting the food. Very good, very nice. I,
0: so when they film in places like 30 Rock, like on the streets, Obviously, they've got to get licensed to do all that. I don't care so much about that. But how do they prevent people from getting in the shots?
1: I think Can they, they shut like, down the like street. a scene.
0: So all of those people that are in those scenes are just like extras, Probably, or are yeah. they just like people that are actually there but are told like, "Hey, we're filming something. Just act normal." Yeah, and casual. I mean
1: from what i've seen on other tv shows when they're like behind it's it's like they basically shut down the street and they have like i guess police or security like on the end like blocking off everything so people don't come through and then it's the normal street so it's probably must be all extras yeah
0: but it's also kind of a shame like so with the advent of cg technology becoming so prevalent in movies especially like big blockbusters obviously in like smaller movies you can pretty much film anywhere and you'll be okay but like let's look at something like like all the Avengers. Well, actually, let's look at Star Wars. So basically all of Star Wars are filmed on closed sets, covered closed sets. And because a lot of it is green screen, we don't see any of it. And a lot of it is because George Lucas, who, whoever is directing, are so secretive about stuff getting out that they don't they don't want people to see anything. And I get that. I get that. But when you look at something like Dark Knight, Dark Knight was actually being filmed in Chicago and they were doing that stuff where they were closing down streets and they were, but they were still filming and people were able to be like close enough to the sets and be able to take like set pictures and like, it's stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't know, I, I, the secrecy of it, I get it, but it's also, it's just like, don't, don't be so recluse that you're just like literally having to build these giant Yeah, but sets. the thing with
1: Star Wars is spoilers leaking could means a significant impact to the box office because if some big spoiler leaks and you like I mean uh, th- th- there could be you know you, you, it's like you know you think like oh it's not a big deal but who knows you know maybe a million people out there hear this point like oh I don't need to see it or I can wait and like I mean a million people not paying for a 10 to 15 dollar ticket is a 10 to 15 million dollar impact to the box office so I mean, I'm not
0: going to rant about st- spoiler culture because I think that's one of the dumbest things. We but have seriously, going on in I mean, right now, no, the people that would com- that would be looking for the spoilers and that would say, "Well, I just know this board," don't would still go see this. Movie I'm not. I'm talking the- about that. I'm talking about
1: casuals because for a Star Wars movie to make 900 million dollars, that means that. Like a hundred million people have to see it, so you're not talking about five million super crazy okay, so, fans. Le,
0: okay, so the next Star Wars comes out and it makes fifteen million dollars less than than the last one did. The last one made what six hundred billion worldwide or six hundred million, like an insane amount of money, right? How much did it make? I, I don't know. One point mean, five billion, two billion. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Okay, so fifteen million. Right, that was an example. It couldn't the rent. bucket of right. So it could be a lot right, more than that. It could be hundreds if, of if, millions it, of dollars. It's one thing if it's like. A brand new property that no one's ever heard of in the spoiler comes out. It's like, hold on, wait a second. Star Wars, just the name Star Wars, people are gonna go see that regardless. And the people that see it once are gonna go see it twice, three times, probably four times. So that that fifteen million of the people yeah, on okay, see it are and be Game of Thrones
1: fine. is the most watched show on TV. And do you know how many hundreds of millions of dollars HBO is not getting because of piracy? Like, it's a huge impact. They'll
0: be fine
1: because those people. Still I'm saying that like little things like that make. I mean, yes, Star Wars is obviously still gonna make tons of money. But how much more money could it be making? I mean, the, the one million was just the, number I pulled but, out of my head. But maybe it's won, maybe it's maybe it's hundred million people worldwide, and then you're talking literally a billion dollar impact. So. Um.
0: Allow me to to drop a solitary tear for these gigantic corporations. Disney, but I'm saying, but I'm
1: saying that's why, from uh, the business perspective, they're keeping close sets and not allowing spoilers to lead out as much as possible. I get
0: it, but it's like again, if spoiler culture is so sensitive or whatever that it's just like that's a dumb reason to not see it. Just Just because, like, you know, something happens Mm. in a movie, if you don't know how it happens, when it happens, or even the context of it. That doesn't it doesn't it then it doesn't make it a spoiler
1: because you don't know anything it's about what It's not even it's not even spoiler it's not even the not outrage about, it's not even the outrage dropping, culture nonsense you're talking we're about We're dropping this. It's casual I, a casual person who might go to the theater to see something hearing something that causes them to say, "Oh, I don't need to go see you in theaters now." And if you multiply that enough, then it's a huge bottom line. Then that's match. their problem. Well, no, it's actually the business problem if they are losing a lot of money because of things like that. It's not It's
0: I, just business. That's what they always say, right? Have a better business model.
1: <laughs> it is. That's why they close off the sets. So well, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So
0: Jenna goes to see Dr. Leo Spichemin about getting rid of her food baby. There she
3: is. Me want food. <laughs> Did you know, scientifically speaking, that humans want food but don't need it?
4: You know, you know, I'm really having second thoughts about all of this. Oh, don't worry.
3: Dr. Wally is the best there is. In a few hours, you'll be back to your old self. It'll be like none well, of this ever happened.
4: I'm keeping it. Uh, what? The fact. I've decided to keep it. Because people recognize me, and I get off on it.
2: No, if you're gonna do this, it's gotta be because we are proving a point to the world. I'm not trying to prove anything. And you've gotta stop telling
4: people how to run their lives. That's not what this is. And it's kinda hard to take life advice from a single woman who is using her treadmill as a hanger for a wedding dress. Oh, I guess I'm just supposed to put it
2: in the closet with ham fat all over it? And who's wearing a one-piece swimsuit instead of underwear. I have to do laundry.
0: But the Devin and Jack uh, conflict of this episode comes to a close as Jack nearly lets Devin die to save his job.
5: There he is! Hey Jack, want a hot dog? Oh right, the sodium. Boom boom. Boom boom. -boom. (laughs) Kaboom. Just so you know, if you hear this sound at your funeral, it's just me laughing.
3: I can't hear you, Banks. Are you saying you want me to help you? Oh. And if I do, you'll stop trying to destroy me in front of Geiss? you're saying, right? Here we go.
5: You're insane. That's it. I quit. No more football. Jack wins. Quitter. Oh God. Just like the Greeks.
1: So one of the uh, subtle jokes of the episode is when they're all playing football, most people are wearing like they're like college researcher jersey or football jerseys. Well, Devin is wearing a Roma football club, but basically the Roma soccer team jersey. So they're, it's a subtle jab at he's still a homosexual because soccer.
0: Is that a thing?
1: Yeah. Oh, in America, right? I mean, the soccer scene is seen like, as uh, 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 like effeminate and like European and yeah. I don't think that's a gay thing. I, I mean, it isn't in actuality, but in like American stereotype, like football, like American football is like oh the men's sport, and soccer is like like a a, like a more you know like because there's no in the like heavy tackling and whatever, it's the more like uh, the tame whatever sport. You've never heard those stereotypes? I've never heard that. Oh, okay. Well. I mean, golf is
0: probably the most tame, and that's still considered like an American sport. Why? Yes, but that's not even an American sport either.
1: Yeah, but okay. I'm surprised you've ever heard that because I feel like that's an extremely common stereotype. Mm
0: -mm. I've never heard that. Well, it's obviously what
1: they're playing on because why else would they have me wearing an Italian team soccer jersey?
0: Because he likes Italian soccer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that. I've. it's, I feel like it's an extremely prominent you're teaching, stereotype. You're teaching new prejudice. To <laughs> yes. Man. I don't like it. It's, I mean, it's not as much. It's more, maybe it's more of a, as soccer has become, like, more popular in the U.S., it's like, but I mean, for a long time, that was like the, like, you know, like, the, the football is, like, hard tackling and yada, 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 and soccer is just, they run around and pretend to fall down and, yeah, and pretend and to they enjoy. do. All,
0: all of that is true, but... I don't know. I mean, soccer is a way more competitive sport. I think. Well, maybe not football, just because there is more uh, physicality in football. But like, I think soccer is way more uh, than um, I'd say basketball, or uh, maybe on the same level as hockey. Hockey seems like it might be a little bit more. It, it's basically because soccer seen as
1: Euro- soccer seen as European, golf really. and basketball stuff is not seen as European. So that's yeah. basically why.
0: That's dumb. Yes, I think that's really stupid. Anyway. Um, then the Kenneth and Tracy story comes to a head as he tries to stop him from doing sex on Angie.
1: Yuck.
5: I want to kill you, Kenneth Page. I'm sorry, Mr. Jordan. I couldn't do it. This boy comes to the door, tries to kiss me, then he throws up and starts crying. My body wouldn't let me violate the sacred bonds of marriage, sir. It was a gesture, Angie. I'm saying I'm sorry. No. I am at the end of my rope, Tracy Jordan. My baby! Oh, mm. No more jewelry with my name misspelled. No more sexually explicit skywriting. And no more white boys throwing up in my damn foyer! What do you want? I'm willing to try anything. Okay. Here's what I want. From now on, I'm on you like white on rice. You are not to leave my sight for one second. Ever, all right, that's what it takes. That's what it oh takes. Been... This grilled cheese has mayonnaise in it. What
1: <laughs> that's such a
0: fun delivery! It sounds like almost like an ad lib,
1: yeah, maybe. <laughs> but
0: I that is, I guess, it seems like a more southern thing. So maybe I'm surprised. I'm surprised Kenneth hadn't heard of something like that. He's from Stone Mountain, Georgia but maybe they just didn't put mayonnaise in their grilled cheeses. Maybe they never had grilled cheeses.
2: That's, they couldn't
0: afford sad, cheese. That's a sad life to think about. Um, but we get the conclusion of the episode. Uh, Don Geist knows now about Jack's heart attack because Devin told him, and, but Don Geist has some, some, some kind words.
1: And Jack wants to watch a little girl eat a burger. He wants to watch little,
0: just like he did at the start of the episode with Liz eating a steak.
1: Is it really worth it? No
3: wonder. I mean I almost let a man die today, Caitlin, and for what? For a bigger office? For more money?
4: Jack! So... How's it, Dicker? Devon told me... He said you're not a well man. Well, why don't we figure about Devon
3: for the moment? Are you concerned about my heart,
4: sir? <laughs> no, not at all. Not after today. You out there with those boys in your condition, you talk about heart. Take care of yourself, Jack. I've technically died twice. It's not fun. But I'm not going to be around forever. And uh, at some point, I want to spend more time with my grandkids. Take my boat down to the islands. Get to know my secret family up in Canada. But I want you to know you're on my list. Jack, you might run this company one day.
3: Thank you, sir. (laughs) You mind if I watch you eat,
2: that?
0: Okay. The little girl sounds so uh, unnerved about being asked that question of watching having someone watch her eat a sandwich. So that's uh, Jack Gets in the Game, episode 23. Um, Again, solid episode. We had to cut out a lot, but nearly every scene in this, I wanted to to play the full episode. To be honest, there's a lot in here. It's just great laughs and great bits. And by the second episode of this season, we're setting up a full, mostly season arc of of character development for Jack and Liz and Jenna. And it's going to continue into the next episode. Um, Any final thoughts on this? I mean, obviously we've said a lot about uh, the very negative portrayal of like body image, and as well as spoiler culture and how things are made. <laughs> um, any any other thoughts we want to add into this?
1: No, it was a funny episode. Yeah. and it really sets up the Devin Banks Jack rivalry that
0: comes about i think at least once every uh every every season we get yeah. one or two small little arcs of that yeah
1: and also i would say this is one of like oh i feel like a lot of times in the first season the c plot was very inconsequential so this time the the tracy ken ken story was like funnier and had more meat to it i feel like than a lot of the c plots in the first season
0: yeah so. i think when they keep it contained to these five six characters that's when the c that's when all those abc plots really work best yeah because they're all sort of commingling into all of them um, like Liz is in Jenna's story, Kenneth is in uh, Jack and Devin's story, as well as Tracy's story. It's just when you keep the cast relatively small, it's easier to juggle these, these sort of stories. But when you start adding in like Pete and Josh and Frank, it's like they can still do it. and There will be episodes that, that the C stories still stand out, even though they don't tie into the other stories. But I think it works better in, in any show, really, when you just keep it contained to a few characters with multiple plots rather than multiple plots with too many characters. That's right. Because it's just like, what's the point of having... Fire anyone? half
1: the cast. Fire half the cast. No.
0: Let's not do that. Because a lot of this cast is really good, but Ciri's not in this
1: episode. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, a, okay, it's they a can a keep
0: very... her. <laughs> she's useless. She doesn't even want to work there.
1: <laughs> That's why she's funny. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, all right. So we will wrap up episode 23, Jackets of the game, and... Uh, as always, we thank you for listening. Uh, Apple Podcasts and reviews and all that fun stuff are really the best way to get uh, feedback to us. We really do appreciate that. Um, uh, and if you like what we're doing, you can go donate to our coffee, ko-fi.com backslash go to there and do all that good stuff for us. And we will see you in episode 24, The Collection, where we get Steve Buscemi Uh, shows up on the scene as the private investigator for Jack and we get a lot of really good bits in that episode continuing off of this episode so again as Jack is pushing to become the new uh, CEO of uh, GE he's got to start worrying about his past and how anything can affect him so it's it's another really funny episode and again it's one of those I didn't think it was so early in the series but I'm happy we're getting there so yay alright well we will see you next time David take us out
1: See you next time.
0: Yeah, we did it!
5: (laughs) Werewolf (laughs) permits for spooky, scary. Horse becoming men, men becoming wolf. I'm a real good sex person. I do it all the different ways.